Sorry. Yes, sorry. Man, oh man. I don't know if uh, it's actually the top story today or not, but I'm going into that FTX thing. Okay. You know, like I just watched a couple clips over there and what a big, what a big mess, you know? Yeah. And that's all. Well, you know about big messes because you got your very own big mess going on. Remember? I'm still trying to work it out. Updates will be this, next week. Are you shutting me up? Guaranteed. Right are you shutting me up right now? No, no, no. We can talk about it, but <laughs> I just feel like it's a lot better if uh, it's hashed out. Mm. So it's not an ongoing thing. A saga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but Will's having uh, automobile drama. And, uh, but it's all by his own creation, by the way. There's neither of these companies is responsible for it's no one's fault but my your self-inflicted wounds here i died by my own sword that's right you live by a sword you die by a sword but he still doesn't want to talk about it so i guess that'll you're gonna have to hang tight he'll tell you exactly what's going on when is that you're gonna do that again uh next week that's next early week. next week that's early next week we'll figure it out the cliffhanger we'll Done. The cliffhanger continues, and he uh, takes a deep sigh of relief as I move on to some other topic, yeah, and I don't do. pry any further as yeah. I've been known to do in the past. Uh huh. I just want. Can I just give them one little teaser? That oh, what do you want? A little teaser that there's romance involved. <laughs> huh? Get out of here! <laughs> None of this. <laughs> It just, Don't make it, it salacious. I know, but it's first of all, it's true. And second of all, you gave me this French music over here. I'm in Paris or something, so it inspired me. I just wanted to enhance the cliffhanger, you understand? Okay, got you. And I'll move on. Don't worry. All right, all right. All right. So anyway, okay. So we don't have the FTX story first, but we're gonna get to it. Uh, there's plenty more I want to look into about it, but it is a uh, man, intriguing stuff. Uh, anyway, let's start it off with the iPhone 15. Why don't we? Okay, yeah. Because That's... I need a new iPhone. I'll tell you what. No, I switched from the iPhone to the Pixel, and I'm a happier person. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me why. I don't know. We're all we're all a bunch of weirdos in this uh, in this life in this world, and you have your preferences. And for me, I feel like I just get things done faster on Android than I do on iOS. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to affect me with other iOS devices as much as it does the phone. Like the phone is just like I need, I really want it to be a tool first and foremost. Yeah. If I can get, if I can do something faster that I do frequently, I'm going to stick to it. I know everyone's sitting there saying, what are you talking about? The iPhone 14 Pro Max is the fastest processor you're ever going to. I'm not talking about like playing games. I mean, interacting with the interface, managing notifications, mm -hmm. Uh, using Google Assist, I'm talking about productivity and just how my brain interacts with the device. Well, you know what? Y you know what? What? Anyway, they're okay. They're doing another iPhone, obviously, and and the rumors have already begun. iPhone 15 Pro rumored to feature a Thunderbolt port. Yeehaw! Is that enough? Is that going to be enough to uh, change my mind? Maybe. Uh, probably not. But. This has been a long time coming over in Europe. They've been talking about it for years now. And they said, okay, enough with this lightning already. Uh, this proprietary stuff. We're going to mandate that you can't have it. Brazil was sitting there saying, where's the power brick? Everybody's got these issues with Apple specifically. 
and there people were were saying, well, maybe Apple can just skip over the port altogether and go to a completely wireless future since people are you know not using the port as often. It's still the fastest way to charge your device. I mean, I understand you can do it wirelessly, but if you need speed charging in a pinch, the port is the way to go. And also for large file transfer. Mm. And on these pro devices, you can shoot like ProRes video, Will. You know about this. Mm. High resolution. You could have many gigabytes and want to move that footage somewhere else. And if they want to keep calling it pro, well, I'll tell you what, you satisfy, you do a two for one. Sure. Thunderbolt is the Type C connector with greater capability. Am I right, Will? Yeah. Even more throughput. Uh, Europe, they're happy in Europe. You're mm-hmm. connecting with any cable. And then pro users call themselves pro, buy the pro thing, and shoot tremendous uh, gigabytes worth of footage can offload at Thunderbolt speeds. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Will? I think it's useful, and I think it's uh, meant to be there. What do you think, Mo? Thunderbolt on the iPhone. Well, they can't hear you, so just come over here for a second. We're going to get Mo's input here. Uh, he was waving at me the whole way down. Uh, Mo, just uh, give him your thoughts, say hello, and uh, tell him about your, uh, what you're going to do this weekend. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be testing out a few products this weekend. Okay. That sounds so, interesting. Uh, the mic. Good for you. So, so uh, yeah, stay tuned. Check out Unbox Therapy. This is me going ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Mo. What did I just Glad to be back. <laughs> he shakes his head on the way out, just shaking the head over there. Uh, well, the thing was, I brought the jalapeno bread today. That was the main thing, and yeah, uh, with the big cheddar, plus with the cheddar and the jalapeno. You never bread. bring any food. And you know what that guy did? He put it in the uh, toaster, not the toaster. Oh yeah, the, good idea. The, 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 the oven. We did a video. It's like a high tech oven. I can't remember the name right now. Brio. Brio. That's an Italian. Uh, coca-cola alternative which is good by the way but maybe the oven might be called that as well go look it up it's futuristic cameras uh tabletop it's pretty cool anyway mo loves putting things in there and Uh so i bring this kind of pull apart loaf brava brava Brava. there you go no it's all right man if i i know you probably you're probably a year ago but you probably like to drink a brio here and there i would guess yeah brios are is, is there like a bitter thing going on? It's nostalgic for me because I used to get a slice and a brio as a youngster. I don't know if people even know uh, what this is. It's a Canadian variation of a chinotto soft drink. Okay, so it it's uh, you may have tried something similar from San Pellegrino, uh, but this is the Canadian equivalent, and it has the coolest can. I mean, just look at the man. Look at the can, dude. Are you kidding me? Because I want to know who's kidding who. Mm. Damn, like no other soft drink. So this, this is the Chinoto that they uh, distribute here, and you'll be likely in the city of Toronto to get a slice and a brio, and you can also get it in a bottle. Uh-huh. Great and, with pizza. And you're just having a time. Mm-hmm. You're having a slice in a bottle. So that's why that was on your mind. Yeah. I assume. But I just, you know. Now I'm jealous. I feel like I want your. Have you ever, Mo? Have you ever had a brio before? 
Yeah, it's like an Italian. There you go. You didn't know it's Canada. It's a Canadian variant. So you've been, it's been pretty exclusive that you've, yeah. Did, what did you eat when you were, what were you eating? Uh, California sandwich. He was eating a California sandwich. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, which is a local spot with the Italian style sandwich. It's kind of funny. It's called California. But don't worry about that because what you're going to have is a meatball sandwich or a, uh, veal. A veal or a chicken or a, or a steak they have as well, lesser known. Oh, okay. They will, whatever type of sandwich you might want. Uh, many locations. Okay. What are we talking about sandwiches again? Many locations. <sighs> yeah. You might pick up a Brio. This is not a Brio ad, even though it is. Even if the iPhone 15 models only get USB 3.2 support, that would mean theoretical transfer speeds of up to 5 gigabit per second and 20 gigabit per second, depending on the exact specification. Most iPads with USB-C ports already offer faster transfer speeds. iPad Pro models with the M1 chip and, and newer support Thunderbolt 3 for bandwidth of up to 40 gigabits per second. I mean, most likely other phone manufacturers are going to follow this, right? Let me just... Can you just scroll up? Did they say Thunderbolt 4 or 3? They say... 3. Oh, 3. At least USB 3.2 or Thunderbolt 3. This is a huge improvement either way. I don't know what you want me to say about this other than, yes, please, like, finally do that, you know? That is one thing I'll say about the iPhone. It's a great uh, video shooting machine as far as phones go. Mm. And it's one of my favorites. So having more of a pro-type port, mm. huge, huge bonus. Mm. Apple will buy U.S.-made chips from TSMC, confirms Tim Cook. So TSMC set, sets up shop in the U.S., sells you the U.S.-made chip, and everybody, you know, politically, that sounds fantastic. You employ uh, some Americans. Apple CEO Tim Cook has made it clear that the company will source at least some of its chip supply from the still-unfinished TSMC plant in Arizona. That was like when they're like... We're going to be making our computers America. in America. And then, and then it's Donald Trump, Tim Cook, and they're in Texas, and it's, there's like 17 Mac Pros. Uh -huh. And they're like, yeah, we made them right here. And they're like, wait a second. Yeah. What are all those MacBooks? They're $14,000. What, what, what about the like high-volume yeah. units? Where are all of those? You're like, Sh -sh shut up. Yeah. We assembled 12, we assembled 20 six mac pros today mm. and that will happen here in texas yeah. so cook made the remarks at an internal meeting in germany with apple employees ranging from engineering to retail employees i will say this by the way uh diversification when it comes to supply in general in 2022 when there's been this issue and that issue going on in the world Seems to be the way to do things. All mm -hmm. joking aside, mm -hmm. that you would uh, not have all your eggs in one basket. Right? Am I right, Will? Yeah. Just like your portfolio. That's correct. Yeah. All crypto all the time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't do that. Doubling down. Uh, no, you remember. It's, uh, it's uh, buy high, sell low. You realize oh, this right, is yeah. a strategy here, not financial advice. Yeah. We've already made a decision to be to be buying out of a plant in Arizona, and this plant in Arizona starts up in 24. He means 2024. So we've got about two years ahead of us on that one, maybe a little less. Cook reportedly said at the meeting, according to Bloomberg, in Europe, I'm sure that we will also source from 
from Europe as those plans become more apparent. So he's just saying, we're Apple. We got billions, trillions, whatever. We're going to figure out how to diversify our manufacturing and how to bring items or at least a portion of the manufacturing closer to the customers in that particular region. Uh, so in some cases, like in India, where there might be actually incentives to do so, mm -hmm. uh, moving around tariffs by employing locals and so forth. So I can imagine a variety of incentives that would uh, aid in this particular transition. The labor pool in Arizona is also creating a challenge for TSMC. Intel already employs 12,000 people and seeks 3,000 more for its expanded facilities. TSMC will have to compete in an already low unemployment region when seeking talent for its new plant. So it's obviously not going to be easy to do, uh, but I'm sure even for TSMC, there's some upside because I don't know if you've been paying any attention to what's going on over there, that part of the world, but there's a little uneasiness, a little uncertainty, mm. and I might just have to leave it at that. Okay. This episode has been sponsored by Audible. It is your place to listen to stuff because... You want to listen to stuff. Sure. Everybody's listening to stuff. Listening on your earbuds, listening in your car, listening when you travel, listening when you're at home with a fire in the background on a cold winter's day. You might want to listen to an audiobook read to you in this voice, something like this. Very raspy. That's right. That's right. Could be. Uh, or, you know, the, the other thing I was listening to, and maybe I talked about this, I can't remember, but I was listening to Animal Farm. And, oh, yeah. And I don't know if I told you, but there's like a BBC version of it, which actually has voice acting in it. It's kind of like listening to a movie almost. Okay, yeah. So the different characters are all voiced by different, there's a few different versions. By the way, you can just have the book read normally. The cow goes moo. I liked it. With the... I listened to this one. The dramatized one? And it was very fun and it was very short. It's a little bit fun. Yeah. It's a little bit fun, a little bit of fun to it. So anyway, uh, listen, guys, there's so... Listen to Audible. Listen to me. Listen to Audible. There's no need to be uh, driving around, sitting in traffic and not also enjoying that experience to whatever extent you can by listening to something informative entertaining and so forth because there's endless endless truly endless supply of content to listen to on audible and it's not just audiobooks there's a podcast on there as well you can try it for free i use audible you should too go check out audible as an audible member you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Members also get full access to a growing selection of included audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts. You can download or stream our included titles all you want. And now you can even listen to a podcast called Heist. It tells stories of real-life robberies from around the world. You get to hear from thieves, detectives working on the case, the victims, and journalists. Very insightful stuff. Go check it out. If true crime isn't your thing, there's comedy, history, fiction, business, and much, much more. All of your favorite content on one app. Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash lulater or text lulater to 500-500. That's audible.com slash lulater or text lulater to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. audible.com slash lulater.
Apple just completely redesigned iCloud. I don't have to leave it at that. I don't know what I'm like. People are like, who's who's looking over his shoulder? There's nobody looking over my shoulder. You understand? Yeah. Talk about Taiwan and China. All right. You said it. Sometimes I just like to move yeah. the mic around for dramatic effect. I just go, yeah. just grab, hold it. Apple just completely redesigned iCloud.com, and it looks a lot better. Apple launched a totally new iCloud.com design on Wednesday. How would you even know this, Will? You don't use iCloud. No, but I figured a lot of people would. Use iCloud? Like on on desktop. It's useful if you want to quickly access some of, uh, of the apps or services that are otherwise on your Mac, iPhone, or iPad, particularly if you're on a computer you don't own or are using a PC. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you can remotely access your apps. When you're on iCloud.com, you'll now see widgets with a tile for different apps such as Photos, iCloud Drive, and more. Um, Is this a thing? uh, What do you think? You're going to use this now, Will? What's going on? I like it. It looks pretty clean. So I I go to iCloud.com. This is the interface I see right here. Uh I have my mail, some notes, maybe my drive. I see a nice photo of myself. I don't have a photo of myself. It looks like Sophia there. I don't have to that that caliber. Uh, No. Uh, with the backdrop and the, the smiling and so forth. I don't think we can pull it off. It's not like we have a studio or anything like that. Uh-huh. You can customize the homepage however you like, placing certain items such as your email or photo gallery in specific places. <clears throat> There's a plus sign on top upper right side of the screen that you can tap to create a new email, note, calendar event, and reminder, or you can tap it to create a new pages, numbers, or keynote document. Um, bottom of the page shows details about your iCloud storage plan, such as how much storage you're using. There's also a data recovery option where you can restore deleted files, bookmarks, contacts, and calendars. Well, for uh, iCloud users, uh, they can rejoice now at the new uh, web interface. I actually think I have the two terabyte iCloud. I believe the, the, the family is storing photos and such. Okay. So I, this would apply to me. I just don't look at it that often. Yeah. So you you don't use iCloud. Well, I don't. Even when you're using iPhone. Well, I mean, I'm a customer. I see the bill coming in. Okay. But it's not um, like a it's not like a daily activity that I would that I would check up on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, they updated it, so you can check it out. Maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe now's the time. Now's the time to get really into it. Mm-hmm. Might be. Tesla to hold a rare event for Tesla semi-deliveries on December 1st. Wow, they're really going to put these out there. Well, they're really going to put them on the roads. It's a nice-looking truck, I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Tesla confirmed it's going to hold an event on December 1st for the first Tesla semi-deliveries. More details about the production version of the electric truck could be released. Tesla used to hold regular unveiling events for new products and production vehicle programs. The automaker moved away from them since the pandemic and instead held Battery Day and AI Day events. CEO Elon Musk said that Tesla wouldn't unveil new vehicles for a while as it focuses on ramping up production of its existing vehicle programs. Uh, Here we have a tweet from Martin Vieca. If you want to attend the semi-delivery event as a retail shareholder, please make sure... You have a verified shareholder status on our IR website. Uh, we'll be doing a random draw where one share equals one entry. Hmm. And then you get to go to the semi-delivery event. 
I, there's been some big customers of these uh, semis. I don't think it was Walmart. Was it Target? Who's Somebody bought up a bunch of these. They'll probably be present. It's probably a, a decent deal that's been made. Those can't be cheap. What do you think one go, one of those goes for? Co- like a couple hundred? 200K or something? A couple hundred. I like, look at the, you get the two screens. That's what you need, Will. This is very nice. You need one screen on each side. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. And you, wanna, and you get to sit in the center of the windshield there. One for stocks, one for YouTube. Well, unbelievable. It's a great time. One for FTX. <laughs> yeah. Up <to> FTX <laughs> updates. <laughs> Oh, it's a nice, I, uh, it's a nice fleet here. Oh my God! I, I can, can they get it sorted out? The FTX guys gonna? <laughs> is there a way, or is it just it's all over? I don't um, know. Like, are they gonna get funding from anyone? There's, they have so many high-profile investors with, with big bank accounts, but I don't know. It's one of those things. It starts to go sideways. Everybody gets off the bandwagon everybody exits it is like i just as fast as they came in right Uh, so what do we have 32 tweets from sbf sbf is uh the founder founder ceo anyway should we uh wait for that section or no (laughs) yeah we're waiting for that section don't worry elon must take over if twitter has translated into huge user growth really for upstart social media platforms like Mastodon and Tumblr, according to new data. What? Uh, Since taking over Twitter, Musk has said Twitter's active users have surged to new highs. New data from Sensor Tower found that smaller rivals like Mastodon and Tumblr have also seen an explosion in growth. Twitter installs have grown by 21% since Musk's takeover, while Mastodons have grown... Why do they keep talking about Mastodon? That's the new... uh social media platform i know but but it's like this article is it it said it was going to be about one thing and they keep throwing that in there anyway couldn't this just be a consequence of uh renewed interest in twitter because of all the press that musk was getting on the takeover and everyone's like oh yeah let me go check that out yeah twitter's growing mastodon is growing and also tumblr they're all growing (laughs) you want to you're doing the mastodon thing as well now well, I mean that's the uh, that's the alternative, right? Right, right. Alternative if to not what? Twitter. Alternative to what though? Twitter. So you think Mastodon's growth is mostly coming from people who, who are leaving Twitter? Perhaps, yeah. You just hit me with a perhaps. Mayhaps, yeah. How do you know they're not coming from uh, Meta? Oh, because it looks a lot like Twitter. This app. Sure. Uh, server stats, 197,000 active users. See, the problem here with this is the user base is so much smaller to begin with Mm. that you wouldn't need as much of an influx in order to have a huge percentage increase. Granted, um, that's fine. Like, congrats. (laughs) You don't seem impressed. Congrats. Well, I... I, These guys are trying out here, man. No, listen. Come on, no. Listen to me for a second here. I just don't want to. I just think I'm. You know, the other day where you and I were talking about subscriptions, and you're like, "I'm not having any more subscriptions." Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like social media it, it hits some advanced stage where enough is enough. You no, know, where it's like you're embedded in the platforms. The platforms are embedded in you. There's some symbiotic thing going on, mm. and and there will be some. 
it's it's it happened recently when the whole free speech topic whoa we almost lost you there will and he, he, prior to elon's takeover where what was happening uh what's the company that offered rogan money and is it rumble yeah you had rumble uh you had trump had his social going on what was uh-huh. the other social there was another one t- t- as well right I'm not even remembering all the names right now. Okay. But it seems like a a trend where everyone wants to take a crack at it at this moment and things are likely to become fragmented, which mm. could be good, could be bad. I mean, obviously there's dangers in having centralized power in one place where everyone's communicating in one platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also benefits to having everybody communicating in one in one forum yeah so it's I, I don't know it's a tough topic but either either way yeah shout out i mean if they can build something better than than twitter go for it i just think i, I just don't imagine myself uh, loading up an account here um i mean it's still very small very very small compared to twitter i have a hard time populating the variety of social media with unique content and that's at the number that's already there Mm. when you talk about youtube instagram facebook Mm. twitter because like even take tiktok for example what what do i got on tiktok just a bunch of imposters there's no me on tiktok Uh and it's and then and then oftentimes what you end up doing if you've been publishing stuff for such a long time is you, you 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 would like have similar content that gets pushed to just all all these different platforms and then it becomes hard to know which one it's actually was actually native to and i'm talking about like watermarks and everything is just so messy maybe that's what's bugging me so you like centralized platforms? centralized power actually <laughs> <laughs> okay. no i guess there I, it is i guess i just I, I think tiktok watermarks have just thrown me over the edge I think I've just fallen off a cliff. And now all social media entrants to me look like a TikTok watermark where I just imagine reposting, republicizing, where did this content even come, reformatting. That seems to be the thing in 2022. Like just, you know, when people would get an account suspended or something, it'd be like, here, check my second account. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like these, this feels like, it's the thing about it though is yeah, social media is a space where everybody's struggling like even the the huge teams with the large user bases appear to be struggling the likes of meta and twitter and so it is it is a curious one like there's a lot of other spaces i don't know in tech like i don't know say smartphones where the leaders appear to be really in charge and Mm. have extreme stability and and, and like have sort of they're they're predictable Mm -hmm. whereas in social the leaders the biggest user bases appear to be more volatile and this the obviously elon's takeover is one example of that Mm -hmm. i think because it's more like um, a political problem and regulation because maybe you're dealing with a lot of uh, free speech rules that is um 
not about you know building phones or anything like that yeah well social culture well i mean there's other companies that ha are, have di more diversified business like google and they still they would make a phone and also an ad product and also somehow manage youtube and mm. it is somewhat possible but yeah um you're right. I mean, a lot of the conversation, a lot of the reaction to Musk's takeover has been, had some sort of political undertone to it. And he's also reposting a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know? So oh, the reposting is, uh, yeah, it's just... A lot of memes. The reposting is out of control right yeah. now. It's a lot of reposting going on. Well, uh, anyway, so the the use of social media is up. Yeah. Twitter is one of them, but Tumblr, like Tumblr, another microblogging service once owned by Yahoo, saw adoption surge 96% in the U.S. and 77% worldwide. Is there any thesis to this article as to, like, are they putting their neck out there and saying, here's what, why we think this is the case? Mm. Oh, here we go. Many popular users on Twitter have encouraged their followers to move over to Mastodon, so that was what we expected. And... That would be because they weren't a fan of Musk and they'd be saying, that's okay, you can continue to follow me here. We can, this can mm -hmm. be our sanctuary, our muskless sanctuary on mm -hmm. Mastodon. So that would explain the growth there. And I suppose Tumblr could have been one of those places. But the interesting part there, that means that the Twitter's increase in users would have to be a net on their, uh, considering their losses to these other platforms if, that's really what's going on, which would mean that new users who weren't previously on the platform had come in as a consequence of Musk being involved or whatever. Yeah, let's check out what this Twitter's about. Yeah, headlines and, and everything else. Mastodon has 1 million global downloads, according to Sensor Tower, while Twitter had 238 million daily active users as of July. Uh, did we ever find out how many are bots? I don't know. But yeah, okay. They're so still we, working on bots. There's a scale difference there at the moment between those two. Yeah. Well, Will, I don't know. If you if you, you go take a crack at Mastodon, let me know what's going on over there. Okay, I'll give it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, there was a time where, and I don't know if it's, if it's myself or my age or what, there was a time where a new social media would open up and you would immediately reserve your name and be like, mm. just in case it became the mm. next big thing where it felt like those transitions were happening more frequently from like MySpace to Facebook to Instagram. It was always like the next one was better. Mm -hmm. And then at some point that stopped or slowed down at least. Yeah. And Twitter just rose up to be like the pinnacle of social media. It did? Well, like, all, all, you know, Facebook and maybe Tumblr as well. Well, Facebook has like still, remember GeoCities? Where's that now? But Facebook still has tons of daily actives. It's just different. It's different, sure. It's, but it is considered social media. Well, sure, but that's what I mean. I, I in in terms of daily active users, Twitter's not at the top. Facebook is close to like a billion, I believe, mm. compared to Twitter's two hundred something million. Mm. But it's just I think our perception of it because popular figures tend to use Twitter. Right, right. So it's like a lot of, and, and, and Elon, Elon, I think is, is an influencer and his involvement and in promotion of the platform, I think has, is, is going to have an effect. Mm -hmm. It is interesting that 
a lot of celebrities use Twitter. And almost none of them use Facebook. Maybe Instagram? Well, and if they do, they use Instagram. If they do use Facebook, it's all, it almost always seems like it's some sort of team running it. Yeah. Like it like doesn't some sort seem of PR team. organic. Mm. It, there's, I don't know what that's about. But yeah, I agree with you. In, yeah. Instagram less so. Instagram still feels somewhat native. Obviously, you can throw TikTok in the mix. Anyway, we've been on this topic for way too long. I'm dying here. I'm dying. I can't breathe over here. Yeah. It's going round and round here. What am I ranting about? Social media options? Like, whatever. Do whatever you want. You want to be, you want to go to, you want to use Mastodon? Then do it. You know? I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do I, what do I care? I don't really care. Just, yeah. <laughs> Try it out and see if you find like uh, but I some can't, sort of positivity. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Not you. Oh, because you're super oh. busy. Oh, I get okay. it. Okay. No, no, I, that wasn't that. It was like I probably don't. I'm probably socializing on social media outside of YouTube the least I ever have since social media has existed. Mm. I'm just gonna say that right now. Okay, yeah. The best place to find me is here in this microphone every so often. Uh huh. That's the way I would say it. Yeah. So. Okay, FTX. Are we on to the FTX thing now? Sure. Damn. All right, so complete fallout, uh, bankruptcy declared, FTX, enormous crypto exchange. Not the first time a crypto exchange has run into huge dif difficulties or gone under or where there's been... Um, well, th they're, they're claiming now that there was a hack around $350 million. Mm -hmm. um, there's other reports that funds, user funds were being used to finance crypto trades uh, it, it, with, with another company associated with FTX. It's enormous. It's an enormous deal. Here, here we're seeing outflows exceeding $600 million, mysterious outflows of money from the exchange. Talking about how the leverage was FTX's native uh, coin. FTT. FTT. Uh, this, is, this thing's going to be unfolding like over the next week or so. M more. Well, maybe over the, we're going to see the documentary in the next year or something. But Binance was supposed to step in or they had at least... Uh, um, Tweet, tweeted at. that they were thinking about it. And I didn't realize that they had been an investor as well in FTX uh, uh, previously. Mm -hmm. And then they quickly, after apparently, after examining the potential of the deal, looking at the books, they said, now nah, we're good. Binance CEO Chang Peng Zhao, a walking time bomb after FTX collapse. Yeah. What? What's a walking time bomb? Uh, economist known as Dr. Doom slammed cryptocurrency platform Binance's CEO as a walking time bomb on Wednesday following the implosion of its rival FTX. Nouriel Roubini, a New York University professor, blasted top figures in the cryptocurrency sector as con men just days after leading platform FTX collapsed into bankruptcy. Rubini, who was participating in a panel for Abu Dhabi Finance Week in the United Arab Emirates, was particularly critical of Xiao, arguing regulators should think twice before allowing him to operate. What are the seven C's of crypto? 
concealed, corrupt, crooks, criminals, con men, carnival bankers, and finally, CZ. Whew. Jeez. Yeah. So they were trading blows with each other. Um, CZ, the owner of Binance, saying that this guy doesn't understand, you know, they're, they're legit, apparently. So, um, yeah, I think uh, with all these, you know, um, places that's just getting bankrupt, um, Binance could be next based on this guy's uh, thoughts. Well, everyone's waiting for the next domino to fall. Everybody, I think there's, you're wondering, I mean, crypto has been through a lot. It's, uh, I mean, it was flying. You recall, it was flying yeah. for a minute or two. And it's it's obviously d- difficult to analyze. There were there were companies investing in FTX moments ago, right? Right, like prior to this going down, they say everything looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm saying moments ago, but I mean like fairly recently. So if it can be, if problems at that scale can happen that quickly or be concealed, I'm not saying I know which is which in this case. It goes to show you just the the sheer magnitude, potential magnitude of the situation. And you start to question every single exchange, which then has a negative effect on the entire market. Yes. Crypto in general, every everybody's skepticism goes up. Mm-hmm. And at, at one time, the, co- the way you would combat the skepticism is by suggesting major gains. You'd be like, okay, you might be skeptical, but look at all your friends uh, uh making money don't you want and everyone's like okay fine yeah, yeah screw the skepticism but not this time not that well that now it goes completely in the other direction when when that much money goes missing it's a big hit another one that's been targeted is the celebrities that endorsed ftx because there were a lot tom brady larry david Shaq, and steph curry were all involved. i think i saw giselle as well in there over FTX implosion as followed from the FTX implosion continues a new lawsuit takes aim at the celebrity shills who helped promote the cryptocurrency exchange they couldn't say uh, endorsers they they had to go all the way to shill Uh, well here's the thing I don't know if because I had heard I don't remember where I heard this that in some cases there could have been equity deals done now that's a different story than just a straight up sponsorship i assume Mm. things are looking pretty pretty bad for larry david as well as a slew of other famous people who previously helped to promote the now wrecked cryptocurrency exchange ftx class action lawsuit filed in florida on tuesday lists as defendants a host of celebrities uh yeah larry david tom brady giselle bunchen Shaq, steph curry and others the suit also lists the firm's former ceo and founder sam bankman fried or SBF as a defendant and accuses the company of being deceptive, a deceptive business that engaged in harmful and fraudulent behavior. What's interesting about this story is that that CEO, SBF, has famously been philanthropic in giving away money or contributing to causes, or in some cases even talking about bailing out others in the crypto space that ran into uh, issues. Mm -hmm. 
so it's curious the whole thing has kind of flipped in the other direction now there you go the do-gooder movement that shielded sam bankman freed from scrutiny effective altruism backed by silicon valley billionaires there's so much to this story will that is going to come out there's like this money that was getting routed to that other company which i'm forgetting the name right now maybe alameda alameda research so all that's going to get opened up and they're going to say what exactly was going on where are these trades how did the whole thing crumble and it's going to take a little bit of time and i'm sure many talented individuals have already began to dig in begun to dig in um but when you're talking about billions and billions of dollars will you get some people's attention uh-huh. you are gonna get some people's attention i don't know it, it is a curious one this idea of how responsible the celebrities are in this situation yeah because maybe themselves don't even know what's going on maybe their pr is just like here's a bunch of money Go do this ad. Here's the. It is, and and, and and I there boom. is there is a responsibility to do a degree of research or to put a disclaimer in there uh, when you're skeptical, and then obviously in crypto there's pump and dump stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like I think Kim Kardashian got in trouble for that. Maybe even Floyd Mayweather, if you recall that story from a while uh, back. Was it? ether max max ether ethereum max yeah yeah but but the thing is in this case like ftx was a legitimate exchanger it appeared to be at the time i don't know again if you were getting high profile investors to sign off on it and they're supposed to be looking at the books here then what is larry david supposed to do (laughs) yeah are you legit or not like let me see the books there and he's looking over us i don't know to what extent um they're they're responsible but it is uh it's a real debacle to say the least yeah maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll have an update shortly on i don't know i gotta watch the cold fusion video it's 30 minutes long vin sent it to me i if anybody's interested you can, we can also go watch that and sure see what we're able to discover there mm-hmm. what are you showing me here uh have you seen d brand's verified stickers no they're kind of cool so what do i do with these you stick them on stuff. Oh, it's like a physical, it's an actual sticker. Yeah. This is not a digital asset. This is not an NFT. No. Um, let's see how they describe it. What do fake news sites, bot accounts, and Linus G. Sebastian have in common? They aren't verified on Twitter. <laughs> uh but now anyone can be verified. There you go. We have just one question. Why stop at Twitter accounts? Instead of footing the bill for the worst bluff of all time, pay us once to verify whatever you want. Checkmate. Elon, eight bucks, and you can verify whatever you want. Just put put your nice little uh, blue check mark on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where would you like to, where would you put these stickers, Well. You could put it on your MacBook right over top the Apple logo. You just verify your MacBook. Sure, yeah. I think some people might do that. They're fun. Yeah, that's a cool idea. (laughs) Oh, there. I knew NFTs are going to have to make an appearance at one point. Of course, we had to have the ape in there. 
Even Linus gets a check mark. Go. Well, it is true that he is not verified. His personal blocked. his personal <laughs> account is not verified, but uh, Linus Tech Tips is verified. So gotcha. just to be clear. Now you want one of these check marks, don't you, Will? I do actually. So maybe I'll just buy a few of these. Yeah, things. I think you I think I think you might I think these might be better in the it's long run. It's better in real life. Yeah, I think these might be better in the long run for you. Go yeah. for the D brand version, put wherever you want. So, yeah, there are eight bucks. Oh, some people are gonna, might even put it on their Tesla. Why not? I verify that. Cool. All right, last one. Uh, Adidas cuts earnings forecast in half after parting with Kanye West. Uh, we knew this was going to be expensive. The company uh, it said its net income for 2022 dropped $251 million from nearly $503 million, a forecast given five days before... The partnership dropped, so they said, "Hey, we think we're going to make five hundred million." And then they're like, "Oh, damn, we got to cancel this deal." And they're like, "Yeah, we're only going to do two fifty. Now, there's a couple of ways I suppose you could read this. You might be sitting there saying, "Does that mean that the Yeezy brand is half of the net income of Adidas in 2022?" Like you might be thinking that, right? Well, but here's the thing. You have to assume that there might be some losses in the termination of this deal, hmm. whether there's penalties associated, um, whether there's product that has to be uh, essentially destroyed, hmm. uh, assembly and factories that have to be retooled. There's all kinds of expenses associated with completely dissolving, dissolving a relationship at that brand. scale. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's impossible to know. The fact that they could adjust it that quickly, to me, makes it feel like it is sales. You know, they say income for 2022, $500 million. Five days prior, terminate the deal. Actually, it's only going to be 250 mm. Like, how do you get, how did, where does that 250 go that quickly in 2022? Mm. Did, did Kanye get paid out $250 million to just back off? Huh. Curious. <laughs> No, and no, I wonder where no. the product. I'm be. just spec. I'm just goofing around. I, yeah. I don't think. Well, that you the, made me think about it. I'm, well, that was my goal. I just wanted to make you think about it. Yeah. Uh, you know the shoes are expensive when they're wrapped in saran like that. Well, they got the plastic wrap. Uh -huh. The company stated that its reduction of the forecast of earnings was due to negative tax implications in the third quarter, related to the company's decision to terminate the Adidas Easy Partnership. In addition to the high seasonality of the Adidas Yeezy business geared towards the fourth quarter, Adidas also noticed, noted that slower consumer demand in Western markets, along with its decision to wind down operations in Russia, affected the earnings forecast. Yeah, I don't know to what extent they have to expose this deal in its entirety, but I, I assume it's complicated and there's all types of line items and... Well, I mean, they even said tax implications, which mm. is enough for me to be like, yeah, ugly mess. And I wonder what uh, they're going to do about the old inventory. It must cost a lot. Yeah, do you? Like if they want to sell it, which they probably can't. I don't think they're going to sell it. Yeah. I think they're going to destroy it or maybe can oh. they can they recycle it and turn it into different sneakers? Like, I, I dude, I don't know. It's kind of unprecedented that you would have that amount of product sitting around. Huh. Man.
And who knows? They could have some funky contract. What if the contract stipulates in the event of a termination of our agreement, I receive all existing inventory? Like, what if Kanye, Kanye? gets it? No, I'm just saying no. you could write anything yeah, sure. into the agreement. Yeah. I don't think that that's the case, let alone does he, do I, does he even currently have the warehousing distribution to deal with it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there's no doubt that he had taken a, he was a significant part of the brand. No doubt about that. For sure. Yeah. That's absolutely uh, certain at this point, And this only adds to that. Well, you got some ups, you got some downs, you got some ups and downs on a on a Thursday, on a Friday, and you come to expect it. You uh, you work through it, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, whatever ups and downs you have going on, it's not to the extent of billions of dollars, or even hundreds of millions, yeah. or even millions for that matter. Uh, there's always a way out. Sometimes uh, it's a smaller opening than you may have hoped for. It's like a bird that's trapped in your garage. You actually don't want to open the garage entirely. Or else more birds will come in? They don't perceive that as an exit because they're tuned up to look for small openings. Sure. Actually, what you want to do is open a smaller window and close the big one. And a small bird is more likely to find its way out as it sees the light coming in from that more precise source. Gotcha. What I'm trying to say here, it, it will. Huh? What I'm trying to tell you here is there's always a way out, you understand? Okay, yeah. And sometimes you got to look for the small opening, not the big one. Mm. Okay. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, guys.